Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. I am your host, Jake Sprague, comedian here in sunny Los Angeles, California. Uh, Quick disclaimer up top, if you're not interested in hearing anything about the coronavirus, this is not a good podcast for you. This podcast, particular episode, I should say, is all about the coronavirus. This podcast has been dark as of late, as they would say, Broadway is dark tonight, Goo Goo Dolls. This podcast has been dark as of late because I don't want to do a lot of advice about the coronavirus. So, in typical hypocritical fashion, this podcast is all about a recent experience I have had with the coronavirus. I'm joined by my guest, where for this episode, I think you're the perfect guest, Dana Bomar. Hi, Dana. Hi. I don't, you're, you're right, because I don't think anyone else will have the same insight or, you know, shared experience with you in this particular episode. That's uh, right. Yeah, I think... That, you could try to get another guest, but it would be so weird. I would say seven times out of ten, you'd beat him <laughs> in this particular episode. So um, the reason I wanted to record this podcast is because we recently had to get our daughter tested for covid COVID-19. And I thought it was a pretty interesting little series of events. And I don't know uh, maybe how many people have gone through this. And I also thought that this would be a good place to put this story in case people hear that we had to get her tested and are like, holy shit, what happened? Uh, This is a great little recap of what is going on. Also, we learned a lot of information that we didn't know prior. And I think we wanted to, we would have liked to have known that information. And I think it would be good for other people to know as well. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, doctors, you no longer kiss them on the mouth when you see them. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. That is a thing of the past. So um, <clears throat> this story uh, starts, I guess it was like last week, maybe Tuesday night or something like that. Um, our daughter gets, uh, she starts clearly starts feeling bad. She's like laying on the ground at points, just kind of crying, <laughs> which is not really her thing. Yeah, if you don't have kids, because um, most people think... go, is that what they do? <laughs> no, she's very active. Really, she's never sitting down. I mean, if she sits down, it's for like one minute, and then she's off to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. So to see her um, laying down on the floor was really alarming. Um, it was just not like her at all. Yeah, it it was really out of character. But you know. And things with babies are scary too because she's, I mean, she's a toddler. She's not like a baby baby, but she's 16 months old. And it's hard, I think, when she can't verbally communicate with us. We know, and it's very obvious, she doesn't feel good, but she can't tell me what's wrong. She can't say like, I don't feel good. My head hurts, like, you know, whatever it is. Um, And when it first happened, um... I was just going through like the checklist of things like, oh, maybe her stomach's a little upset. Maybe she has gas. Maybe her teeth hurt. Maybe there's, she has most of her teeth in her mouth. But I thought, well, maybe she's teething. Maybe there's a molar in the back of, you know, that I can't see. It's not visible that is coming in that is causing her a lot of pain that I'm not, you know, I can't see. And, you know, I was just going through all like the normal uh, things to look out for, and it didn't seem like any of those things. 
Right. Yeah. It didn't seem like any of the, the stuff that's pretty common. And then it's also a weird time for having a, a child for a lot of reasons, but uh, it's it's especially weird because kids get sick. Yeah. So you're kind of expecting kids to get sick somewhat often. It's a little weird when we're sort of in full-on self-isolation and your kid still starts to get sick somehow. It's kind of confusing as like, how could that even happen? But uh, she starts to get sick and I'm not too worried. Uh, and we do, we end up taking her temperature at one point and it's really high. It was like almost 104. It was like 103.7, um, you know, all the <laughs> 80s, 90s and today, basically. <laughs> you know, the Goo Goo Dolls, it's got it all. It's adult alternative, 1037. So it's a really high fever, really, yes. really high. And when before when she's teething or teeth come in, this is typical, not this high of a fever, but it is typical to have like a low-grade fever sometimes with teething. And that has happened before where her teeth are coming in and she has like 100, mm-hmm. 101 or something like that. But I've never ever seen her temperature that high ever and the way she was acting and uh everything about it like scared me a lot the second I saw it I was really concerned yeah so we were worried about it I was at at no point had I thought that this was coronavirus at all I just thought she got some whatever she's a kid she gets sick but her fever got so high that we ended up calling the doctor the next day because she woke up and her fever was still super high. And we've been trying to like manage it, you know, with like children's Tylenol and stuff at points throughout the day and night. But she couldn't seem to shake this fever. So we call the doctor in the morning and um, he's kind of going through uh, a checklist of um, like he, he's asking symptoms, about symptoms. Yeah. yeah like and. You can tell he's a little concerned. So we set up an appointment to do like a teledoctor thing because, you know, the vibe right now is don't come down here. Don't kiss me on the mouth. This is not a regular visit. Uh, Everyone stay home. Even if you're sick, unless it's very serious, stay home. So we set up a teleconference with a doctor in his office um, and she gets on and she, we kind of, you know, uh, have the laptop open and, you know, she can see the baby and, uh, she got particularly fussy during the call. Um, but we were kind of going through her symptoms and going over her fever and this and that. And, uh, at the end, near the end of the call, she said, yeah, I think we should bring her down and get her tested for coronavirus, which I did not expect. Well, I didn't expect it either, but I will say my feeling about what was happening during this tele-doctor, like tele-appointment or this like, you know, computer appointment was that everything she was asking and listing was a yes. Yeah, we we kept hitting yeses for every single symptom or whatever they'd bring up. So it wasn't like she's going through all of these different things and we're like, no, 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 no. And then there's one yes and the doctor's saying, you know, we should test her. It did feel, I don't know anything. I don't know what they're asking. I don't know what they're looking for. Right. But all the things she was asking all were yeses yeah and then as we understand why sure she would want to do this yeah so we're going through her checklist and everything's a yes and i do 
between the phone call with our doctor and then this doctor who works at his um, practice, uh, I did look up the coronavirus symptoms and she did happen to have every single one of them. So that's not great. Um, at the end of the call, she goes, yeah, we should bring her down here and get her tested for uh, COVID, which is pretty serious because they don't want you going anywhere yeah. and come, go uh, doing anything. And I'm like, oh, okay, what, when should we set up an appointment for that? And she goes, how about immediately? And I think, oh, shit, this is more serious than I thought. I didn't know if it was one of those like, come in on Tuesday, if the fever's still there, we're going to do COVID. It was totally, how about you get in your car right now? Uh, because we think your baby has uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't great. Uh, and we decide like, yeah, we should, de- we decide no. So anyway, <laughs> that's it. We didn't, we didn't want to. Yeah, I think. I know that's our experience. I don't know what your experience. <laughs> we still don't know. We don't know anything. I don't know. She's, She's getting worse. <laughs> and they keep calling. And we just keep ignoring it. It's just a whole thing. We're busy. We got to record a podcast. Reject. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was also very alarming when her doctor really wanted to see her um over you know a computer and then the the doctor that's seeing her over a computer is also concerned so now we have like two doctors that are like "Uh uh-oh yeah this is not good Mm, it was more real in that moment like i when initially when we called her doctor i wanted to call him because i wanted to know what to look out for like with a high fever like this like what should we be looking for like is something super concerning where she would need to be rushed to an emergency room uh what are we looking for that are good signs uh again her fever had never been this high so i wasn't expecting it to be like you got to see a doctor we got to get a thing on here you got to bring her down to get tested i didn't expect that did you expect anything like that i just thought he would say monitor it and uh, if this happens, then give us a call back. But have a good night. Bye. I don't know what I expected. But... Uh, I kind of expected the same thing. Yeah. I thought that he would say, um, you know, kids get fevers. It's probably this. It's probably that. It just so happens that I think he didn't even really want to kind of start heading this direction. But, you know, he's got to ask the questions um, kind of about her symptoms. And once each one of them lined up with COVID, I don't know which is the right way to talk about it, but COVID or coronavirus, you know. Um, But as each symptom started to line up with it, I think he was thinking, ah, shit, they're going to have to come down here, I think. Um, And he can't see them because he's too old. He's so old. He's can't really, see them. Yeah, he's really not that old. He's but, not that old, but... But I understand why. He just didn't want to. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then the second doctor, she was saying, you know, you got to bring her down here immediately. And yeah, it's not a great thought that your kid uh, might have this very bad thing. Yeah, and of course, the second you hear that, I'm sure anybody would do this, but my brain goes to really extreme things. Like my thought was oh my God, if she has this, what if she dies? What if, well, if she had it, my thought was, well, you and I are definitely going to get this. Mm-hmm. And what if we die? Right. And um, yeah, uh, it just, uh, you're, I'm, I felt like my brain just immediately started going to the worst 
possible things ever. Yes, it's it's very stressful. Of course, you think about all those things. Your kids feel so fragile, even though they're pretty freaking tough. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like something really knocks them out and they don't know how serious things are. So it is very stressful. Like I said before, you'd, you'd of course, rather it be you than her having to deal with this. And by you, I mean you. Obviously, yes. I've said this many times. If I could have had you deal with this instead of her, I would have done that 100 <laughs> times out of 100. Yeah. I'm, hey, I'm serious about that. I believe if you. you. If this could have been Look, given to I believe you, you instead of her. I get it. Every day of the week, I give it to you. Mm-hmm. I want to make that clear. You are crystal clear. I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't, couldn't be more clear. I can't say whether I'd rather have it or not. <laughs> I really don't know. Honestly, I'm re- I really don't know. Okay. So anyway, but yeah, you, d- you don't want any of this stuff to happen to your kid. And it's, it's just, you know, it's out of your hands. It's so weird and frustrating. So we hop in the car. Now, a few, a few things about this. First of all, first of all we're like in our house. So we haven't been out. We haven't driven to Santa Monica recently. That was a whole weird experience in and of itself because we're driving our potentially virused up baby to Santa Monica. Uh, We're all wearing masks and gloves. And uh, there's a lot of people on the streets. Yeah, it looks just like a normal day. Kind of hanging out. Like I would say masks were about 50-50. Yeah, Some jogging, biking, walking around, just very casual. Lots of cars on the road. Yeah, it just I was like, where the, where's everybody the, going? Does everyone's baby have the freaking virus? What's the, happening? The 405 was legitimately backed up. Had some tr- good traffic on it. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? It's like, what is this? What's going on? Is anyone the, staying home? Yeah, I looked around. We have not gone anywhere, by I know. the way. And to look around and wonder i really legitimately wondered what what is everyone doing yeah. i was like these all can't be postmates drivers well, I was, but also i was like i was thinking like what are because as we were driving through santa monica uh which is where our pediatrician again this is not just a detour <laughs> that's where our doctor is that's where we, we just said, let's just hop onto the pier for just a quick yeah, 30 minutes go by the pier stop crying back there um so uh as we're driving through Santa Monica, there were so many, and I get it, they're young, but like so many young, especially women, which I thought was interesting, just like, kind of like walking, running, like in their athletic gear, doing their thing, no mask on. I was like, is being a hot girl an essential business right now? What is this? I don't know. It was weird. It was weird, but they were hot. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I was very confused. I also thought it was mandatory to wear masks out in public, but then I thought, well, maybe Santa Monica's its own thing that isn't enforcing that and then i wondered is this what all of los angeles looks like right now because this is a lot this is really active this is more active than i expected it it is weird because it feels like we're in a situation where we're like everyone's just staying home and everyone's out like i don't think anyone's doing that but you (laughs) so um so we we're driving we get to the doctors this was a there was a series of frustrating things here Obviously, this is a stressful situation. First off, you got to pull into their parking lot and pay for parking. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird. It seems so so stupid. The lot's empty because nobody's there. Nobody's managing the lot. Why am I paying you for parking? So annoying. Anyway, I'm at this little parking lot, and we call up um, to the doctor's office, and we say, we're here, uh, and they say, okay, the doctor is going to come down, and I... 
Um, All they said was the doctor will be down and they'll uh, instruct you as to what to do. Yeah. And that and was it. And I'm like, is there anything we're supposed to do? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. Which is a little frustrating because um, I don't do this coronavirus test every day. I recognize that they're doctors and maybe they do it more than me. You know what? Maybe we do it the same amount. I don't know. Oh, no, wait. They do it all the fucking time. Uh, and I never do it. So I don't know what's going on. So we're sitting in our car and I'm like, well, I, I remember you asking, am I taking her out of her car seat? Yeah, Are they so, coming like up to the car window? What's going on? We don't know. Yeah. I was like, should I take her out? Do I need, is there anything I need to do? I don't, I don't know what to do either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we take her out of her car seat, but we're just like hanging out in our car for a while. I would say too long. I mean, I don't know. Well, when I saw what happened, I don't know if it was too long. I still but... felt like, just come on down. So anyway, they eventually two, two doctors come down into yeah. the sort of into the parking lot. Their office is like right there. It's not. It's not far. Um, they come down into the parking lot and they're wheeling this little station that's sort of a big thing of plexiglass um with kind of a small table on it on their side and sort of those gloves that you would stick your arm through it reminds me of um the intro to the simpsons when homer's like working in the nuclear reactor he's like behind the glass and he's got his arms through uh the gloves so they they wheel this thing down and then I get out of the car because I'm like, well, clearly that's not coming over to the car. And by the way, they're in the two doctors are in full hazmat suits. Yeah, they're with, like kitted up. Yeah, with like masks. Like it looks like multiple masks. They have multiple a, masks. A face shield, like mm-hmm. uh, just everything. I mean, it looked pretty. I mean, if you saw, if you just saw <laughs> the cart situation and what the doctors look like, you it feels really intense yeah it just like just looking at it visually it looks really crazy yes um and it would have been nice to know how this was gonna work but so they wheel it down and i i gather from the context clues this isn't happening at the car so they're wheeling the station and setting it up so i get out of the car one frustrating thing about um everyone wearing masks is you don't get to see their lips (laughs) But another frustrating thing is it's harder to understand people. You're also doing the whole social distancing and they're behind glass. So you're kind of yelling across a parking lot with masks on and it's hard to fully understand what's going on. But it's clear they're like, get the baby, you bring the baby over. And then I don't know what to do because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go to assist you or if they don't want me there because they want less people around. So I don't know and I can't hear. Again, we're outside in a parking lot. There's cars driving by, like, you know, on the street. There's helicopters and airplanes and do you know what I mean like there's just young women are exercising I mean you can't hear (laughs) but I'm being serious there's like a lot going on um there's just a lot happening at one time and um so I'm kind of staying back like Mm -hmm. towards the car but I'm obviously there and available if like you know you were there in spirit (laughs) <laughs> but if you were to like call me over and need me, I could come over. But I, I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to do either um, because it's not 
clear. You know, they're not telling me stay back or come over or I'm just yeah. confused. So I bring uh, Johnny over to the um, little station they have set up. And again, it would have been nice to know how this was going to go down beforehand, but fine. Um, they kind of have this bar uh, near the bottom of it where I put my leg on and I kind of like put I put one leg out and then I have Johnny sit on my leg almost like she's riding a horsey but she's sort of facing them they're facing their glass so that their arms can take these very very long swabs uh, so that they can put them in her nose really deep in there to do this test so I have to have her on my leg uh, sort of holding her with one arm, but also I have to restrain her arms with my other arm because as soon as this thing goes in her nose, she's going to f- lose it. You know, the one of the toughest things about this, you know, when having a kid, I, I would say is they don't know what's going on. So with an adult, you can be like, please don't flail your arms. I'm about to put this in your brain. Yeah. But with a kid, they don't understand what's happening. They just see this really weird setup and a long tube is going in their nose. So I'm holding her. They put it in their nose. She starts to freak, of course. So I'm holding her. She's now screaming. It's really hard to yeah, understand really anything yeah. when a kid is screaming, let alone we're all we all have masks on. And I could tell that the test is not done. They've kind of got one nostril and she rip she is like fighting and kind of knocked it out of her other nostril a little bit. So I know that they're going to need to go back in. So I'm holding her. I'm like holding her really, really tight. She's screaming. The doctors are trying to say things, but I'm not really sure what they're trying to say. Um, I don't think anybody can understand each other at this point. They go back in with a swab. They get it. And then immediately her nose starts gushing blood. Yeah, it's a lot of blood. Like she's like bleeding all over the place and all over her face. All over her face. She's like, of course, because she's bleeding down her face. She's, she's like trying to wipe it. Everywhere. So there's blood everywhere. You know, virus blood all over the place. <laughs> and uh, I'm like pulling her. Clearly, that it's done. I'm pulling her back from the station. So we're kind of like there's some distance and between I take us her. again. And then Dana, yeah, Dana grabs her. Um, she gives her a good shake, so she calms down. <laughs> and uh, and then the doctors are like kind of trying to say something. I go to the car to get some tissues because we have like some tissues in the car. Oh, and, and I wish they would have told us and prepared for this too that this test, like your their nose could be gushing blood because we don't have anything with us. I don't have, we have, I have literally a stack of napkins from like fast food places, but they're cheap, very rough napkins mm-hmm. and I we, I don't have a box of tissues I could have brought like little rags or I could have brought anything I asked them help. before we came is there anything we need to bring is there anything we need to prepare for and they yeah. said no so I'm using these like scratchy nap like multiple by the way yeah I should bleed like, a lot a whole stack of napkins and the doctors are yelling from across the parking lot if her nose is still bleeding and I'm like yes and then now I'm concerned is this normal? Because yeah. now they seem concerned that her nose is bleeding so much that it feels like to me this is not normal. I don't think it's I don't think it's fully normal because I think most people are not fighting this thing while it's happening. And I also think what I gather from this is they are not they have not done a ton of these tests probably. And because uh, at one point I, the doctor was like, "Can I go get a, you a tissue?" And I remember being like, "No." 
Like at this point, I was just annoyed with them. So I was like, no, don't go get us a tissue. Like, and we've I hate got to tissue. be like annoyed with the doctors because they're, you know, they're, they're trying, they're putting their health at, at, at you know, in danger, like to test like all of these like kids. And again, this is also new for everyone. Yes. That, that's, um, that was situ- the biggest thing I realized. It's like, situations- oh, they don't have a tissue because that this hasn't happened to them. Yeah. Like it's, this is all new. Um, even just the setup is weird and unusual, mm-hmm. um, being fully like masked in a parking lot this far away. Like it just feels very, um, unfamiliar for everybody. And the other thing I also learned too, is I think the doctors probably assumed, this is what it felt like to me, mm-hmm. that the doctors assumed that the front desk told us what to expect what's going to happen and they gave us zero information and then the doctors acted as though we already knew what was going to happen so i just think there was like a lot of and again i i it's hard to blame them because i'm sure they're all so short-staffed they're probably all working in shifts um and trying to communicate with each other in the best way they can but again it's like a pretty crazy everything's crazy right now so i'd imagine they're feeling that craziness too um but yeah so the doctor is yelling at me from across the parking lot asking me if her nose is still bleeding and then at one point i kind of hear her say pinch her nose but i'm like because what was happening is she was trying to give instructions to help mm -hmm. stop the bleeding Mm -hmm. but we're across a parking lot and you can't i'm telling you with the all these masks on it's so unclear what people are saying yeah a point like she is like she had to like take one of her masks off and be like pinch the nose blah 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 it's like okay and then i'm like i don't even ask any follow-ups i don't even know what to do because i'm like where like up high down low and what am i doing am i plugging it completely i don't know what to do so i just i'm like okay thanks and then i try a few different mm -hmm. things it's still bleeding it bled a bunch literally the whole all all night it it was like a it was a bloody nose that was kind of going on for most of the day yeah the whole night too like she was just bleeding the whole time which yeah um you know, I get it. They're they're doing their best, but I, I feel like they could have communicated a little bit better. So anyway, we're done with that. We pay for parking. We go home. <laughs> Which is uh, true. It's, it's not a joke. <laughs> we go home. Um, you know, she starts to get, um, she has kind of a rough night, especially because she has a bloody nose all night and she can't breathe super well. And, you know, the whole like night, you know, you peek in every once in a while to see if she's breathing okay because you're worried that... Uh, she has the coronavirus. Well, yeah, now, after all of this and getting tested and then knowing we have to wait 24 hours to get test results, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like you and I were probably fully convinced yes. that we're like, oh, yeah, oh, she definitely has this. And, of course, this very traumatic situation happens and she seems worse, yeah. you know, but it's just like – and it just seemed really crazy. So – Also, my thought really quick also was – Let's say she doesn't have this, but she was sick, and now we're exposing her right. to doctors who would, I would assume, would have the highest probability of her catching something sure. else. Yeah. Is going to a doctor's office with a bunch of other sick people. I was like, oh god, if she doesn't have it now, she probably does have it. Right. If she didn't before. Yeah. So all that's pretty stressful, and then we have to wait. 24 hours to get our test results. <clears throat> we call the doctor's office in the morning. They don't have results for us. We wait until 
way later in the day. It's like and, 4 30, I yeah, think. Yeah. Right? And then we call the doctor. Sorry, quick break in the action. Uh, our baby is now up and she is joining us. Bit of a spoiler alert. Uh, baby's here. But anyway, um, we wait till the next day until about 4.30. And that's when uh, we call again to get our test results from the doctor. So we call and there's not a doctor available to talk to us. But the receptionist tells us that her coronavirus test results are there and she tested negative. Well, but wait. She says, I'm not sure. I think they're negative. That's right. But I'm going to have to have a doctor call you. Yes. So my thought was, great, it's negative. And then my second thought was, boy, she She better be right. Also, she really seemed not very confident in this answer. (laughs) So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. It It was a frustrating situation, Johnny. That's right. So... Um, we wait about an hour and then finally we get a call back from a doctor. This is a doctor we had not met with yet. And, um, we get a call back and that doctor. So this is doctor number three. This is doctor number three. And that doctor tells us that her coronavirus. uh, Well, I think I'm going to have to pause this because I have to pick my baby up and uh, carry her around in a laundry basket. Okay, so then we finally get on the phone with this doctor, doctor number three, and uh, doctor number three says, we got your coronavirus test results back for your daughter, and they are negative. And we're like, oh, that's so great to hear. I'm so happy. And she's like, well, I don't know why you're so happy, basically. Um, And this is, I guess, the big thing I didn't know uh, and is one of the most frustrating parts about this is the doctor says a negative test result doesn't really tell us that much um, because the coronavirus test has a 30 to 40% chance of a false negative. Um, I guess these tests are really inaccurate when it comes to negative results. Um, Some doctors, uh, they were saying, believe that the test results are as high as 50 or 60% uh, with false negatives. So a positive test result is pretty much a full confirmation. You don't get a lot of false positives. If you test positive for coronavirus, you have it. But if you test negative, you still could definitely have it. People have died from coronavirus and still tested negative until they tested them multiple times uh, and found that they had it. So it's this very weird, very frustrating, annoying thing where you're waiting all day for this result to hopefully say negative, And then the doctor tells you, I don't know why you were waiting for that, because that's not really that in... Um, it doesn't really tell you much. Yeah, and I just wish in this situation that they would have told us about this before we decided yes, to do this test. Even though I do believe we did the right thing with two doctors' recommendations uh, requesting this test. I think it would be very foolish to go against those recommendations. But it's just something I would have liked to have known beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. Because... We're waiting all day for this test, and I just didn't know that it wouldn't mean that much uh, with a negative result. And I didn't realize how invasive 
the test would be because when you hear it you just think oh two nose swabs that doesn't sound bad but i knew how bad it was yeah it was actually very intense and very extreme um and was you know a little traumatic for us and i would guess the baby even though she seems fine (laughs) yeah so another frustrating little wrinkle in this as this is now the third doctor this doctor doesn't know this full situation so when i asked the doctor okay it's a negative result given her symptoms what do you think she might have and this doctor's like well what are her symptoms and she said i don't have her chart in front of me yeah and i'm just thinking (laughs) why would this not be maybe the doctor who checked her out and did the test or even at the very least would be our doctor our actual doctor who know who had already heard the symptoms and knows and has seen johnny since she was born that would even make sense to me you know if if like he was hopping on there but again i understand i bet they're literally stretched so thin in this crazy time and they're probably all working in shifts. So whoever's just available is just hopping on to handle this. And um, Okay, well, you be the nice one. I think they definitely (laughs) should have had a doctor who knew what was going on on that phone call. Why did we wait all day to talk to a doctor who had no clue what was happening? Anyway, that doctor tells us that. um, And then I mentioned, you know, one of the first conversations they were asking if she was developing a rash and at this point she had now started to develop um, a bit of a full body rash and the doctor said oh that's a really good sign because that means it's probably a different viral infection and um, the next day her rash is like all over yeah really intense really intense which is weird to be excited for her to have a rash but Um, it's really, really good news because it means she probably has something that I keep calling, was it rosalia? That's not correct. What is it? Roseola. Roseola. It sounds like ravioli. She has, she, it looks like what she had was roseola, which, um, you know, a kid gets a really, really high fever. Basically a lot of viral infections, you have all the same symptoms, which is, you know, frustrating, but. I can't be mad at the doctors for that one. Um, So you just kind of have all the same symptoms, but it looks like she didn't have coronavirus. She had roseola. The weirdest thing about this to me is that we looked up roseola and the, this is a, a viral infection or I don't know if it's an infection, viral something that infection probably that it happens in children under two and is transmitted between kids yet she has not been around any children for like two months Mm -hmm. so that was baffling to me was wait how did she get something that is uh, like another kid would normally pass to her which I don't know, still is like so crazy to me. Well, something our first doctor said that I just thought was interesting um, is he said uh, a lot of people are at home, they're isolating, and somehow kids are still popping up with these weird fevers, and they're not really sure how that's happening. I thought that was pretty uh, bizarre. So we don't know how she got roseola. Um, We wouldn't have known how she got, you know, uh, COVID, but... The whole thing was pretty wild. The whole thing was pretty stressful. But now I think it's pretty clear she did not have coronavirus. At least that's what we can assume. Although we do have to operate, uh, you know, 
kind of under the assumption that maybe she had something. We're still going to be isolated. But I thought that was an interesting uh, story to share. You know? Yes. It was, uh, it was a lot. Stressful and scary. And it's weird how when something this stressful is happening, like that week went by in like such a blur. Yeah. You know? It was just really really crazy and also i'm just all i can do is whether she had it or not which i don't think she did but the only thing that i keep thinking is just like every day she just keeps getting better and Mm -hmm. that's positive no matter what she had yeah um so you know kind of a wild thing i don't really have much unsolicited advice uh what would your advice be to, to somebody- the doctors? Oh, um, sure, to the doctors or to somebody <laughs> that might be facing this situation um, with themselves, a parent. What, a, what a I would kid. say is uh, be prepared for kind of a wild situation when you go to get that test because um, it's kind of wild. Bring bring some napkins bring in case rest. your nose explodes. <laughs> um, and I would say uh, you don't know what you got. Because uh, a lot of viruses have very, very similar symptoms. Oh, boy. There we go. Now she's in a laundry basket. And she needs to be picked up. Uh, So, yeah, that's my advice. And uh, have a doctor that wants to walk the whole way through it. And maybe don't have them pass you off to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. I know I'm being mean to this doctor, but it was quite annoying when you're getting a pretty important test. It's like if you're getting, like, a cancer test result and they're like, yeah, I guess it's spreading. I don't know. This is the first time I've looked at this. Has it spread before? (laughs) Put on the doctor that knows what's going on. All right. I got to pick this baby up in a basket. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Johnny. Say goodbye. Take a bath.